Welcome to the podcast of the Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jim Cole, and I'm proud to be the 96th president of Las Vegas Rotary. Las Vegas Rotary's main focus is on youth, specifically youth literacy and life skill development. If you're in town, we invite you to join us at the Lowry's Prime Rib at noon on Thursdays. You can also find more information about our meetings on lasvegasrotary.com. If you're unable to join us, we live stream our meetings on Facebook at noon Pacific time Thursdays. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thanks, President Jim. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about RILA, something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. I have spent uh, a few years going to camp and spending some time with some kids, and we have a few of them here to give us some testimony of their experience today. Um, the club's mission is teaching youth to succeed through literacy, education, and life skills development. And I think that's the key. Life skills development really does come from RILA for these kids. Um, so I'll give you a little bit of history on what this is all about. <coughs> um, RILA stands for Rotary Youth Leadership Awards. Uh, it's a Rotary International's uh, leadership training program for young people that takes place all over the world and emphasizes leadership, citizenship, and personal growth. We challenge them on their personal growth at camp. Um, Riley aims to identify potential young youth leaders and provide an arena to foster continued individual growth and service to our community. As Karen said, there are future Rotarians. Uh, the first Riley session was held in 59 in Queensland, Australia. I wonder where they came up with that. They were here just last week. They had actually some interesting things to say. Uh, District 5300 held their first their first actual camp in 1987. So, and in 2019, this year, the event, we had 400 people. So that includes some of the staff and some of the adults that have to run the show. I mean, it's, it takes about 60 people <coughs> to put this all together. So when I first went, we had 222 kids. This year, we had like 360 kids. So... It's grown quite a bit over the last few years. Um, and it's comprised of students from our district, Southern California and here in Southern Nevada. So for a couple of testimonies to, uh, <coughs> testimonials to what they actually experienced, I'd like to invite Madison and Brooke up front, please. They gave me this jacket. I don't know why, but... <coughs> um, I happen to know a little bit about Ryla. So I'm Madison Kirkpatrick, and I'm fifth grade today. And a little while ago, we both went to Ryla. Uh, so before I even went to Ryla, I didn't really know what Rotary even was until I had a talk with Bill Houghton. And I didn't know what to expect when I showed up. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a leadership camp. But it was so much more than that. Um, like the first bonding experience, like we, like the event that we did for my city, because there's a few cities, was the trust fall where we stood backwards, closed our eyes, and fell on a tar like um, the tarp thing that everyone else was holding. So that took a lot of, like, strength and courage in. And that was really scary, but it taught us to like trust each other and that we weren't gonna be like, we weren't gonna be dropped by the rest of our people that we came with. So, thank you. 
Okay, so I was past like fifth grader before I just heard about Lila. So that's what this is. bunch of things that I collected and everything. And so then I heard about Ryla and I was told that I should go. And I was like, mm, I don't know. And then I went and I was, I had no idea what to expect. It was something completely different from what I thought it would be. And I met multiple people, like we met on the bus up there and we turned out to be pretty similar because on the bus there we had to take this test to see what kind of people we were. Yeah, we both got stuff, but I forgot what it said. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we had a couple, like, leadership exercises, kind of like a test ball, but another one was where, like, they said if you identified as something or have, like, gone through something, like, one of them was, like, if you identify as a female or male and, like, as an athlete, like, if it's a boy athlete or a girl athlete, and the other was, like, more into, like, um, divorced parents and seeing how other people like go through life and how they say all right so what's one thing you want the other side to hear what is one thing you never want to hear again and it was really eye-opening to see how everyone has similarities and differences and how something that you can say can actually impact someone and make them go oh what the situation is really bad like something bad So, so Brooke was talking about taking a personality test on the bus. Yeah. Kind of identified as sun, both of you, and and earth. Oh, that was interesting. Um, so, what Madison was talking about is something they call the culture walk, and it's um, it's something w that really challenges who you are and what you learn about who you are amongst other other your peers and the challenges they face in their life. So it gives you an opportunity to actually learn more about yourself. Um, at this time, you guys can go ahead and sit down. I'm going to have Bill Houghton come up. He's going to talk a little bit about um, what, what the objectives are of what Ryla is and what should take place. Thanks, Kirk. And thanks, uh, thanks Madison and uh, Brooke, for talking and uh, coming out here today. That was really great and your participation was exceptional. Um, uh, I want to talk real quick about what the objectives are out of RILA. Uh, as mentioned, it's been going on for a very long time. Um, the, um, you know, our Rotary International is to be the inspiration. And if there's anybody I believe that we need to inspire as Rotarians on planet Earth, it's our future generations. It's these people who are going to be leading the future for all of us. And that's who we need to inspire. And that's part of what RILA is really truly about. As I, um, as I got involved, this is my fourth time up the mountain. I've been to TLC twice. I've been to Ryla now twice. And I have to tell you one thing. I, I understand that these are exceptional students. They're chosen from their high schools. They're chosen for their potential leadership skills. And for me, as um, a long ways away from my teenage years, I can tell you that I walk out of there simply awestruck awestruck by the, uh, by the thoughts in these kids' heads, the type of people that they are, the character that they have. And I believe that Ryla really just takes extraordinary, extraordinary people and hones them in a way that um, I don't think any other programs do. I stepped away uh, awestruck, humbled, and inspired, and it was just stunning for me. Um, the objectives, as Kirk had touched on, is really to 
to emphasize leadership, to emphasize citizenship and personal growth for the individuals who attend. It's really to demonstrate Rotary's commitment to youth uh, all the way through our district and on the, uh, through Rotary International. It's to provide an avenue for the training, for the leadership development that they're going to be involved with. It's an opportunity for them to, for Rotary to recognize these citizens, young citizens who are already exceptional people and really hopefully take them to the next platform of their leadership skills and their personal growth. Um, it was amazing. They, uh, we worked with the four-way test quite extensively. The four-way test was part of one of uh, the every time, they call them plenary sessions. I'll talk about that in just a moment. And I believe that one of the most important functions out of RILA as well is to grow future Rotarians. As we had mentioned, Maddie didn't uh, even know what Rotary was before we got up there. Now she's been involved with Rotary. She knows a lot of Rotarians. And I'd like to think that perhaps someday in the future she would contribute her intelligence, her energy, and her strength into Rotary uh, uh, activities. So anyway, I will turn it over to RMC. Thank you, Bill. All right, so we're going to hear from some of the students that um, have a few things to say, but until we get to that point, um, I think there's a, a video that needs to be played about um, who won the challenge. So this is quite, this was the winning video. Okay, so there's components to all this. Okay, so they attend a number of different labs while they're there. I think there's either six or seven labs that they attend, plenary sessions, and while they're at camp, there's also one other thing, <laughs> and that's called the Ryla Challenge. And that is an ongoing, time-sensitive kind of thing that they have to produce these results before the challenge is actually presented on Sunday. So they're given this idea on Friday and threading in between all the other things they do, which starts at 7 in the morning and ends at 10 p.m. at night, where they never go back to their dorms, they never really rest. The only time they have uh, maybe a recess of some sort is a meal or a plenary session. So the winning video this year was a presentation of, we got a question? <laughs> we have a winner in the room. Um, <clears throat> so on Sunday, the, the level of intensity about the competition really rises to the top. And these kids will amaze you. They blow you away at what they can come up with. The creativity levels are awesome. So you want to play that, Stu? I'm that, only one call away. I'll be there to save. Four million people die of dehydration because they don't have access to clean water. 750 million people are without drinking water, and one-third of the world lives in water-stressed countries. Out of the 1% of the Earth's total accessible fresh water, only 0.3% is available for human use. One of nine people worldwide don't have access to clean water. The main problem with the current situation is not the lack of water, but the water sources that they have access to are heavily polluted. To filter the water, two critical steps need to be taken. First, sediment must be removed. Then, we need to remove all pathogens from the water. To remove sediment, we can use a new technology called polyglue. This is a coagulant that mixes the dirt and pollutants and binds them together. This changes the density and settles it to the bottom. The debris can then be easily removed from the water for clear water. This also serves to be a very cheap method. 
for one dollar, you can get 100 grams of the product, which equates to 1,000 liters of clean water. This can sustain 500 humans a day for one singular dollar. After this, they can simply boil the water and they would be able to kill all the pathogens that are remaining in the water. This can then be implemented in any place that needs it because groundwater is everywhere, but not all groundwater is clean. Polygulu requires fermented soybeans to be made. After ongoing chemical processes, the fermented soybeans can be transformed into a coagulant. Soybeans are one of the most resilient plants and can grow in many conditions like poor soil and warm climates. If we promote the growth of soybeans, it can not only clean water, but also provide a stable source of food. Although we will send them polyglue initially to build long-term sustainability, we will help them with soybean farms to make polyglue for clean water. We chose to attack the water crisis as it leads to solving the educational and hunger issues. Using the polyglue, we will be able to bring about agriculture and education in third world countries. People cannot educate, nor be educated when dehydrated. Dehydration causes foggy memory and irritability, putting stress on one's cognitive functioning. This leads to a lack of focus and education in a learning environment. When a country has a lack of unsanitized water, or water in general, there is a decrease in agriculture, where food is unable to grow and farmers have no energy to grow the food needed when dehydrated. This causes an increase in hunger as well as diseases from hunger. We feel that the water crisis is most important because it can lead to help solve the issues of all the problems that we were given to solve. Polyglue is one step closer to finding a long-term solution to the water crisis. With Polyglue, we can save lives and create a better future. It only takes a little to save a lot. So that was the winning presentation for this year's RILA. Um, there, is a, there is already a schedule for RILA for next year. It happens to be uh, March 20th through 22nd, 2020. I imagine those dates were probably picked around the year, huh? Um, so from here, we're going to talk to, we have some more students that would like to give us testimony. Oh, okay. So um, at the last minute, bring this up now, Bill, or you want to talk after I ask? Okay. So at the very last minute, there was we were at a uh, some kind of a rotary gathering, and Carrie mentioned to me that she had an exchange student living with her, and I wasn't sure if it was part of our exchange student program. I assumed it was. I was wrong. And so we had to squeak somebody in, and we had like, it was our registration for students to be participating in RILO had already closed, and we managed to get Aaron, who is an exchange student living with Carrie from Japan. So I'm going to have to read her last name. It's Kobayashi, and she's going to come up, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about her, her experience at RILO this year. So I'm Erin, I'm from Japan, and so when I first heard about Ryla from Kim, I felt like that was exactly what I was learning in Japan. Like, I was like, oh, that's what I want to do here. And 
I don't know, it was about like creativity, creativity and cooperation. That's what I thought about it. And then, so I was like, yes, I'm going to win every single competition and I'm going to lead our group. But then I didn't win any single competition. But I don't think that was the point because honestly, I learned more important thing that was cooperation. And in our group, every single member had like strong opinion and then at first time when we were discussing which uh, which issue to address because we had um what was it water issue education issue and food issue in the world and we were we were choosing which subject to address about and we were discussing which we should do and i was standing for education and my friend was for water and other was for food and like our group is slowly spread led to three groups but the thing is we all could respect each other's opinion and like it's not which is right which is wrong because honestly I think all of them are the issues that we have to address right now and I really like that the difference of the way of thinking could be the strength of the group that's what I really thought about it because if everyone think the same thing, then we could, that our, I don't know, our thought will be limited, kind of. But then we, since we have a lot of way of thinking in our group, I thought that would be like really, we can broaden our sights, kind of. And yeah, I thought that was the most interesting thing that I learned. Good job. Thanks, Aaron. All right, Bill. And Erin loved her experience so much, she was willing to fly back next year from Japan to be a senior counselor. All right. Thank you. All right, Bill's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the things that were accomplished. Yeah, thanks. The, um, you know, they talked about having done this for 42 years now, and I have to tell you, the RILA committee uh, at the district level that puts this together really have this nailed. It was an excellent, excellent group, and they've really uh, detailed it out. Uh, our, uh, our youth here talked about the uh, different different events, but I'll tell you from an overview, about 360 students were involved in RILA. We break them out into six different continents, and on each continent, there are six different cities. So we have the entire large group, and we had uh, six sessions with large group. Then we had the uh, uh, continent sessions where they worked together as a group, and then we had the city sessions. So we had groups from, um, anyway, whatever the math is, comes out to about 10 people in a group. and. That's the way that they could uh, experience the various aspects, either in the small group, the larger group, et cetera. So some of the, um, uh, talk about the plenary session, first of all, that was the large group session where everybody, they bring them into the, uh, it's called the sanctuary. Um, we had some brilliant, brilliant speakers there, really inspiring. Didn't they blow your socks off? There was a uh, fellow that ha was born with no limbs who uh, made his high school basketball team, just as a for instance, learning, uh, teaching the children, what can you not do? Um, there is a, a, a favorite is Kathy Buckley, the uh, world's only working deaf comedian who is an inspiration. It's the first time I've seen her, and I knew this time to bring tissues with me while she spoke because she's such an inspiration to anybody who, who's ever met Kathy. So one of the th things that's great about the plenary session is that each plenary session is uh, ran by a continent. And so they have to get together, they have to put their notes together, and they actually have to put the session on. They have to pick who their MC is going to be, how are they going to put the uh, plenary session together, and they're going to uh, talk about all of that. One of the cool things for me personally, I was a 
continent leader for the continent of Africa, and one of our youth leaders actually approached me. We were the last one on the last day, last plenary session, last time the group was going to be together. And, uh, you know, we get up there, and they're like, Africa's the best, you know, or, or North America's the best, and everybody would get excited about that. Um, this youth came to me, and he said, you know what I want to do, since it's the very last plenary session, I think it's not about just Africa. I think it's about all humans on planet Earth, and I want to speak to that. And I was blown away. We went to the, uh, to the fellow who puts together the calendar. We took a lot of tugging and pulling and doing all this. This young man wrote literally a four-minute script so that we could keep it timed exactly what it was, and we were able to not only cheer on our continent, but really communicate to everybody that it really was an entire world organization and bring everybody up on stage, and it was just amazing. I hope, Tina, that you really got a lot out of that, that last session. So anyway, the, uh, the uh, continent meets uh, in the uh, individual labs. Uh, we talked about the, uh, the, the let's see, the uh, culture walk that uh, Madison had, had spoke about really was just amazing. It, uh, it, it teaches, to my mind, compassion. It teaches uh, what soft skills, empathy, tolerance, and those types of things. And it really, really opens your eyes to, for all of the men in the group, for instance, of how difficult it can be to feel safe as a young woman in society. Those things were very, very impactful, and I think that that's what uh, was a major, major walk away, or st uh, takeaway. In talking about addressing large challenges, like lack of water, lack of food, one of the activities they did as a continent was to actually prepare, uh, during the event, we prepared 20,000 meals that were picked up by the Salvation Army uh, during the weekend and taken down to, a, uh, to people in need right down the mountain in San Bernardino uh, County, California. So that was the work that they were doing. Amazing. The other um, avenues that they uh, that they work towards the uh, trust ball. Uh, Madison spoke about that uh, ethics. Really talking about ethics, and they not only brought up some specific scenarios and talked about decisions in life are not always easy. And it was very very impactful. And one of the great uh, 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 examples that they utilize is actually a, a true example. And so they were able to talk about that, and by making the ethical decision, actually carried the day in these instances. So really, it just kept going back to the four-way test and the core of Rotary. Um, the uh, uh, Legos Challenge helped with the communication skills. Um, the, um, anyway, the Communicate to Win, that's where we talked about the different personality types and how some people, and I've known in my life that there's some people who uh, work strictly by the clock, and then there's some people who time is more of a concept than a reality to them. And... Nobody's wrong and nobody's right. It's all just being part of the human experience. And so that was their big takeaway. The Ryla Challenge was amazing. When we walked in on Friday and we learned that they were taking three of the largest problems in human society on planet Earth and tossing them over to these students and saying, here, come up with a solution. And we're going to give you a couple hours. And that was exactly what they did. So while we got to see uh, uh, Brooks, what city were you with, Brooks? Uh, North America. I knew it was North America. Winnipeg, North America took the challenge. You need to know, 36 videos were created over the weekend by these students. Every city had a video. And I got to tell you, the six videos in my continent, it was, it was a tug of war, to say the least, for us leaders to come up with who the number one video was. So while we saw this video, and it certainly deserved the victory that it won, uh, really almost all of these videos nailed the answer to the question. And these young people were getting to 
they were really getting to thought processes that probably would have eluded many of us in the room. The way that they saw the challenges, the way they addressed the challenges, and the way they were able to use technology to really communicate um, how to resolve these challenges. It was just amazing. So that is some of the avenues that we, um, that we utilized to make sure that uh, the kids got everything they could out of the experience. So anything else, Kirk? Should I make my pitch for, for more students for next year? So we took 12 students, okay, and our club sponsored 12 students, including these amazing kids. And I got down there, and I found that smaller clubs had 20 students. So I'm the director of youth advocacy for our group. I'm going to be under Jackie Thornhill's year. So I want you all to vote for a budget increase for next year for 16 students for Ryla. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Is Samaya Taylor here? Okay. All right. So we, what we have is just like a couple minutes. There's... There's, uh, there are some testimonials, I think, that were set up for some folks that attended, some members that were actually there. Uh, Steve, can you take the mic to, uh, take, how about Carrie? How about Carrie, right there, right to your right. <laughs> All right, so uh, I joined Aaron and everybody uh, quite last minute uh, to the Ryla camp and uh, not really knowing. I had no idea what we were doing. I'm a member, brand new member, just over a year. So I was just, okay, let's, let's try it. Um, I've hosted many exchange meetings. I've dealt with teenagers. I've dealt with exchange teenagers and then American teenagers. And, um, you know, I've always compared the American teenagers to the exchange students. And I'm going, oh, these kids are just lack of focus, just no drive, and 360 American teenagers changed my mind. There, there are so many good kids out there that just need a little bit of our time and attention and guidance, and that, you know, everybody said it was, oh, it's life-changing for these kids. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, dramatic a little, no, but it truly, truly did change in 36 hours, these kids, you could tell that even in the ethics uh, challenge, within 30 minutes they had, oh, well, I would just take the answers to the test. Within 30 minutes of discussion, they're like, okay, well, maybe that's not the right thing to do. So it impacts them immediately and lasts. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. All right, that concludes what we have to say about Ryla today. There's more to be said, but um, remember, if you want to get involved, March 20 through 22 in 2020. Thanks. Thank you very much. It's a great program, and we have, as you know, uh, a Share What You Can Award. And so if I could have all of the uh, Ryla participants come to the front. all come up. Um, so for our speakers, what we give them is an award, and it's uh, instead of uh, like a, a little gift, um, we present you with a Share What You Can Award, and I invite you each to pick uh, your individual award off of the uh, uh, podium right there. Um, and so we are uh, we're going to feed a needy uh, veteran uh, with a hot meal in your name. So thank you so much for coming and talking to us.
Thank you very much. As we uh, leave here today, let's go forth into the world in peace, render to no one evil for evil, be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all persons, love and serve each other, rejoicing in the fellowship and rotary. Be people of action, be the inspiration. Meeting again. We hope you enjoyed this podcast of our latest meeting. If you'd like to know more about our projects or are interested in membership in the club, please visit us at lasvegasrotary.com. Now go forth and be the inspiration.